What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith from ESPN. This is former world champion boxer Showtime Sean Porter. Hey, this is Booby Gibson. I'm Josh Cribb. Hi, this is Joe Tate, voice of the Cleveland Cavaliers. And you're listening to Sports Power Talk. You listen to Sports Power Talk. And keep listening, or it'll be wham with the right hand. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the University of Akron, WZIP Sports presents the best sports talk show this side of Lake Erie. No question, with all due respect. This is Sports Power Talk. With the latest in sports news. Your Akron Zips are the 2022 MAC champions. The Zips have defeated the Kent State Electric Chicken. In-depth analysis. Astrology for women is equal to what Joe Rogan is for men. <laughs> have you ever tried DMT? <laughs> and of course, the hottest takes. He's just bad. Let me tear your hey, labrum and you can go on the You know what? <laughs> <laughs> it's only game. Why you have to be mad? Just the same old Browns! You know, bro. Hard on pitch. I think that was textbook top cheese. Cleveland! This is for you! From the best that Ohio sports has to offer. To the best of the Akron Zips. Now, it's time for SPT. Good morning, Akron, and everyone else listening from near and far. Welcome to the best sports talk show there is, was, and ever. We'll be live from the University of Akron right here at Colby Hall. It's Sports Power Talk right here on WZIP. I am your host, Logan Congroup, and joining me on the other side of the desk for this non-Browns game day and non-Steelers game day are two of the biggest fans of those two respective teams up here at the station. Starting off with welcoming back for the first time since the summer, Mr. Casey Rush, our Steelers fanatic, in addition to Pat Weber. Oh, boy. So, it feels good to be back. I think this is the first Sports Power Talk I've had in, like, four months, which is amazing. Wow. Welcome back, man. Welcome back, Casey. And on the other side of the desk, it is our new Cleveland Browns season ticket holder, Mr. Matt Pernuka. They take so much of my money, and it's (laughs) so much of my money, my mental health. Everything, man. It is. I am in an abusive relationship with this team, but I wouldn't want it any other way. Beautiful. See, that's see, that's why I don't become a Steelers season ticket holder. That way, they can only take one part. Well, of you know, what you said. they told me it'd be a five-year wait list. So I'm like, okay, I'll put it down my sophomore year of college when I am like, I will have a job when like five years comes up. Then a year and a half later, they're like, hey, do you want them? And I'm like. Okay. <laughs> I guess so. We'll see see how I swing this, but absolutely. Guys, we have a great show pack for you today, starting with Zips football as usual during this time of year. Then in our second segment, we'll get into what I like to call around the NCAA, where we focus on other teams that are not the University of Akron. And then in our second hour, we will talk some baseball as well as our hot mic segment. If you don't know what that is, it is your chance to get in on the show. Make sure you X at us, tweet, tweet X, whatever it's called. Yeah, tweeting was a verb, but now it's not there. So like, so e- Xing. Get your questions in on X at WZIP Sports. Yeah. We'll answer them live on the show in our second hour. Or you can also text into us on our new text hotline, which is three three zero nine seven two eighty eight eighty eight. And then to finish out the show, it is Sunday and it is NFL Day, so we will definitely get our pickums in and talk some other NFL headlines. Hear from Casey and Matt on the state of both of their programs. 
And we'll see where it goes. If you guys remember, uh, Casey Rush has a pretty intense segment that we might get back into here at the end of our show. I'm excited. You for might want to stay yes, tuned. Too. And it could be a special guest performance by Matt Pramuka here. Oh, so yeah, we could. Well stay we could. We'll, see, we'll see where it takes us. We'll see yeah. where it takes us. But let's jump right into the first segment, as I mentioned, which is Zips football per usual. Uh, and when I say per usual, I mean that quite literally. The Akron Zips have once again lost a football game. And whoopity do, no, that's no news here. Congratulations on the millionth loss of this program's history. Oh, but actually, no. hey. as much as I clown the Akron Zips, I'm not going to clown them as bad on this one. The Zips played a Power 5 program, a ranked team, and only lost 35-3, to which to an average program, that probably sounds pretty bad. But, but for the Akron Zips, a 35-3 to loss to Kentucky, I will absolutely take it. Oh, yeah. uh, I hate to downplay it. But Kentucky was not ranked coming into this game. Well, they're still Power Five. Power man. Five. They're, 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 still send, they're sending guys to the NFL. I mean, yeah, like, it's still SEC. Yeah, I, I mean, like they're playing against guys that are going to be playing on Sunday soon, and you know, hey. We get a pretty good part of the SEC TV deal from that game, so you know they kind of had to take that one on the chin, so the university can get some Charles. more, yeah, get some more funding for us. So yeah. thank you guys for uh, I don't know accepting that and uh, helping my seventeen leg parlay hit last night. <laughs> so, <laughs> more importantly, that one. <laughs> but. So starting off with the biggest headlines of the game, which in my opinion I think that it's not a struggle. I think the highlight of yesterday's game, at least. Originally was the Akron defense, which was there was a point yeah, it was fourteen to three. They did for a long time. Oh, go yeah, ahead, Casey. Go did, ahead. Yeah, yeah. They actually did pretty well because they forced three turnovers from the Wildcats. It was two fumbles and an interception. It was a roller coaster night for the Wildcats, definitely with more, unfortunately, with more ups than downs. But Akron did hold their did hold down the four for a little bit, and unfortunately. Just like their offense, they can't play a full 60 minutes, and it eventually crumbled in the second half. It's well, usually been the story of this team. Yeah, the defense, I mean, I think this is like a complete, like, well, not role reversal, 180 from the defense specifically, because what, last week against, what, Morgan State? Was that, yeah. the, was that yep. the D2 FCS program? That was that, them. That was the Division that we, that we, one FCS. Yeah. Don't talk about that it. we always struggle against. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the defense... I don't know how they look better against an SEC school that is going to, like I said, send people to the league than they did against Morgan. Where is Morgan State even at? Like Morgan State's in Baltimore. Okay, yeah. I don't, if you would have told me that, I would have had no idea, Casey. Not a clue. Yeah, thank you for that, Casey. I learned something <laughs> today already. Yeah, uh, but, I like to use my expertise on something other than my intended major. So nice. that's why. That's why. I know hey, that's why we're all stuff. in college, right? Oh, yeah, yep, exactly. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, I, I again the offense it just just does not look. I know we'll get into that in a second. Just the offense kind of just looks clueless out there sometimes, man. It's it's frustrating. The offense or the guy leading the offense? Yes, yes. Like all, listen, yes, all of the above. So all yes. I would like to make a statement. <laughs> Go ahead, please. <laughs> about DJ yourself Irons. out. Oh, about my too. good dear friend. DJ Irons. Your friend now. Oh, boy. Your DJ, <laughs> DJ and I have had our differences on air here recently. And I have decided that until DJ Irons is no longer the starting quarterback for the Akron Zips, that I will no longer be saying his name on these airwaves. 
Oh. Ooh. I'm not calling. You're take, you're that taking, might be a tall order, You're taking, Logan like, a, you're taking I, like a Baker-like stance with this guy. I am calling <laughs> I am calling for Jeff Undercuffler to be the quarterback of this yes. team more yes. than I have called for anything on these airwaves ever. You know what? I'll do it. You know what? You you did this to Jake. I'll be an Iron Man. I will. Be, <laughs> yeah. I will. I will somehow try to find a way to defend DJ Irons. I guess somehow to try. You know what? I would not love many. to see you try. I. I I couldn't. But <laughs> <laughs> and this is coming from a guy that knows the most about football out of anybody I've ever met. Yeah, exactly. He averaged three point eight yards per completion. <laughs> I, yes, how is not. that possible? The Kentucky I read this one out Kentucky's loud. quarterback, uh, Devin Leary, he averaged twelve point six yards per completion. Typically, like a good yards per completion is roughly around eight to twelve yards, and we're not even at four. You know why? It's because our defense can't can't stop a big play if their lives depended on it. Well, the, I think we're more on, like, DJ Irons here. We can, yeah. we can get back to the defense, but, like, we how could. is a quarterback, like... LC, a great, tweets and says... Is that what your fanboy is yes. now? Wow. <laughs> says, call DJ it. Irons JD Metal. I like it. JD like Metal? JD Metal. Call JD Metal. 877. Oh, God, fumble the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a. I, I like it. I like it. Maybe I'll run with it. But yeah, sticking with the offensive struggles aside from JD Metal, um, <laughs> it's. Oh boy. I don't. I don't understand. Like, what's the answer here? Like they. So they, there has to so be something. Here's what. Here's what we do, right? So you know how we probably got around one and a half million dollars from playing this game yesterday. Ugh. We take all of that. And we drive the Brinks truck over to, like, Hoban or, like, Dublin High School in Columbus. And we say, hey, four-star recruit guy, here is a $1.5 million NIL deal and a Swenson's burger in your name. Come Come play quarterback for the Zips. Yes. That's how we fix that. Yes, now, is that, that going to happen? No. no. But. <laughs> yeah. That's my I'm proposal. Down, I'm down. The Swenson's burger idea is a good idea. Well, yeah, but we just need to, like, I don't know. I, I think it just, like, somehow, like, convinced Drew Aller, hey, we will name it uh, Drew Aller University in Akron, Ohio, if you, like, come here or something, you know. I feel like you can entice anybody here here in the Akron area with Swenson's. Yeah. Especially, especially the Gailey boy. You remember that? Oh, the Gailey boys. Are remember oh, it. I get, awesome. I get them like three times a week. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> my roommate is a, or was a Swenson's runner. Oh. I had my fair share of free Swenson's. Good for mm-hmm. Shout out. Good shout out, Ripple. You are spoiled. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, uh, that's how we fix the quarterback uh, situation here. Uh, that's if, if anyone else has any offers, uh, by all means, shoot them now. Shoot them out now. That's uh, that's all I had right there. Hey, make sure you text us in at 330-972-8888. What NIL deal would you offer a five- <laughs> or four-star recruit to come at to the University point, of Akron? At this three-star. Maybe even yeah. Juco. Hey, listen. If you hey, can we'll throw take, the pigskin, I'll take it. Yeah, we'll take anybody that can throw a football if you better can, than DJ Irons If you can throw the pigskin and you're not going to cry on your Instagram story every time it doesn't go your way, you can probably come to the... Yeah, we'll take yeah. you. I'm in. Sounds can, great. Yeah, absolutely. Can you throw the ball more than five yards? <laughs> great. <laughs> would you, yeah. uh, were you a hey, JV quarterback in high school? <laughs> awesome. Yes, you were, and you're over 5'10". Uh, Welcome. Uh, I I was Baker Mayfield for Halloween. Well, get on the team and help get us in. out. Get in there. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> this Wait, is where oh, we are right God. now, guys. It is week four in the college season, and we are already here. 
Wait, no, it's only week three. I didn't expect anything different, though, really. It's week three. Actually. Are you, you know, actually, are you kidding me? I was like that during week one when we you know, blew that lead against Temple. Oh, I'm already there. I actually was really expecting this year to be different for Akron, at least slightly. We even and I'm just not seeing it. We even had people from across hey, the country saying, hey, the Akron Zips are going to do something different. It's like, they nope, could be average. Nope. It's the one same thing, stuff, though, different year. One yeah. thing I know for sure is we are better than Kent State. I don't care who. They won yesterday, Ooh. but Kent State will not win again the rest of the season is my Who did they play yesterday? My prediction. Yeah. They played Central Connecticut State. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, my little sister could play for them. So, that <laughs> yeah, don't really okay. count it as a win. That's but tough. they're not going to win again the rest of the season. Although, I, I think just the way that Akron is, that game will be close at home. But I don't want it to be. I could find Yet another guarantee from Mr. Logan Congrove himself. We could see a wagon wheel, folks. Game. We could we could see a wagon wheel. I have wheel. yet to see one I've, since I've been in, like, middle school. See, I think it I've was yet, like... Oh, are you kidding me? I've yet to see one, one during my... Since my freshman year. In my five years here, in four seasons, they have not won the wagon wheel. I think, I think I've constantly made the joke the only wagon wheel I'll ever see is when Darius Rucker goes to a blossom. Uh, but no, I think that could change this year. And if that doesn't I want to sing that beat, song when we win so bad. I'm so tired of hearing Kent. You know, it's, sing a, it. it's on a Wednesday night, too. I really dislike I that. What is it with the Mid-American Conference doing games on weekdays? I don't like, know. Seriously. But you know what? They're even going to do one on Black Friday. I mean, it's Friday smart, but just senior, don't put Akron in Ske- schedule, me, schedule me for that Sunday after the Wagon Wheel, and we will sing it. We sing all the time on, like, the Bachelor podcast. I will sing Wagon Wheel with you as long as it doesn't get, like, as long as we don't get, like, copyright stricken, because I don't... Oh, I don't, no, we won't. Okay, oh, no, I don't... I don't sing the entire In the Air Tonight song on here. Okay. Okay, maybe not something to admit. Uh, but it, was, okay, it, was good. it was good. It was right, good. I mean, right. me and I mean, me and Marcus did a snippet of "Do you remember the time?" One time, yeah, yeah. Uh, one time on this show. So there it is. Oh, um, boy. Let's get away from the offense a little bit. Let's talk about the defense, who we oh. said had a great game in the first half. But I want to talk about one specific play, and uh, I, know I forget the exact timestamp. I, I forget the exact timestamp. Mm-hmm. I don't but know the timestamp either, but I know not exactly one, what you're talking about. Not two, but three Akron defenders missed a very clear sack, and it uh. turned into a touchdown. Was that was that that eighty yard touchdown? Yes. So I'm watching the okay. Not gonna lie, I'm watching the Colorado game. Sorry, so but I, I see I see them cut into that, and I just see that snippet, and I'm like, oh, one missed sack, two, three. Okay, balls out. One missed open field tackle. Oh, he is now sixty yards downfield, and it's twenty eight to three. It was the that was the whole. That was the Akron. This is the Akron football team summed up in one play, and. It was unfortunately it happened during the end of a marching band show that I was at Logan Congrove University for Stoneman Row Falls High School. However, when we got on the bus, one of my trumpet buddies said, "You know what? You're not going to like this next play because he was looking at all the live live play by play and everything." And then I looked at one of my phone, looked at one of my friend's phones because he, he had the game on, and I just saw missed tackle after missed tackle after missed tackle after missed tackle, like. Has this team forgotten peewee level stuff? Because you literally learn how to tackle during peewee during the peewee days, and it it just blows my mind that this Akron team just forgot how to tackle for some reason. And that's an example of one of the yeah. of the several big plays we gave up that night. Yeah, I know. I going off like missed tackles here. So when I played high school football, my linebacker coach 
most chaotic dude ever. But mm -hmm. every time we miss a tackle, he would just pause the film and just yell, should have roll tackled. And then, like, he taught us how to roll, roll tackle. And it was, like, the most effective method, like, anyone anyone could use. We did not miss many tackles that year, which was ironic because we went 2-8. and eight, But, uh, but no, every time I see that, I'm just going back. Like, we, we see that guy on TikTok now, like, film sessions with, like, the school that just got blown out. Like, yeah. that's all it is, man. It's, it's so frustrating to see that stuff because it is just surface-level things. And I know these guys are, you know, like, technically like more talented i see that in quotations just because of like their rivals ratings and stuff but like it i i can't blame the defense man they were put on the field too much last night they Agreed. they were they, they, they you were. know there was a straw that broke the camel's back you know they were exhausted they did all they could it's just you know when when your offense can't give you a rest nor support you in any way that's that's what's going to happen it's just incredibly unfortunate and then you know as soon as that fatigue starts it's the fundamentals that slip first so that's the thing in any team sport you're only as good as your weakest link and, and our, this team's and this team's offense link. is our weakest link our and their defense is suffering because yes. of it the defense is not that bad man it is totally serviceable it's, no, it's totally serviceable it's above average in the mac yeah it's just they get no no help whatsoever it's like talking about the cleveland guardians it's like great pitching staff no run support Mm -mm. Pretty decent defense, no other offensive than, support whatsoever. Other than like what Jose Ramirez, yeah, so maybe, what we, yeah, maybe the Naylor brothers, but they could only do so much. Exactly. Have we scored over twenty eight points yet this season? Uh I think we scored twenty. Was it twenty four or twenty seven last week? Let me. I, can, I don't think I can look at. That. I don't think we scored for Akron. Yeah, I don't think we've scored more than twenty eight. They points. scored twenty one. It was twenty one to twenty four. It was 24-21. And, so, and then we scored 21 against Temple, right? Yeah, we scored 21 against Temple and then 24 against Morgan We have State. yet to have a game where we have a scoring drive in each quarter. That's that's absolutely insane. It's, it's, it sucks. It's Akron. It's Akron for you. Gotta love the Zips, guys. Gotta love the Zips. We love it so much. We're just here soaking in our own apathy I'm right now. I'm just here so I don't get fine. What? I'm just here so I don't get fine. <laughs> Okay, scared yeah. recruiter, you settle down. Yeah, they would dock your director if you did not show up. Yeah, Chris pays me the big bucks. <laughs> but, yeah, defense looked great. Uh, that play, though, disappointed me a little bit. But let's talk about moving forward. Our next matchup is the Indiana Hoosiers. I'm going to go on a limb here. We could cover the spread. We could. I don't know what the spread is yet. We could cover it. Guys, I think we win. You In Indiana. In Indiana. Yes. Against a team that held Ohio State to, like, the bare minimum of points they, they could score. Yes. I genuinely Are you believe, sure? I genuinely believe that the Akron Zips have a chance. You know, look, Indiana got humiliated by Louisville on their home turf yesterday. Uh, I don't I, I don't know, man. I think we could play them close. We I could. just, again, hey. Maybe after that, so we take the Kentucky money and we get the quarterback. Then after we play Indiana, we get the Big Ten money, and then we go find a five-star wide receiver or a five-star defensive end, and we just do the same thing. Preferably Archbishop Hoban, St. Vincent, St. Mary's, St. Ed's, Edwards. maybe St. Ignatius, go down to a Cincinnati or Columbus suburb. Go, down to, like, go down to Cincinnati, LaSalle. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, and we just, you know, and we just hand over basically the entire check we're getting from next Saturday and we just give it to that kid and say hey fix our defense and he says okay yeah because I'm looking <laughs> at that matchup right now once again kickoff at 730 and oh, it's another night game it's another night oh, game no. why are they why are we can we talk about that why are we putting the Akron Zips on national television well they're to not to make you ask questions Logan. because that's well, why 
ESPN News and the Big Ten Network are not national television by any stretch of yeah, the imagination. We were on, yeah, we were on ESPNU. Well, I, the Akron company fo- doesn't even get that without a subscription. The Akron football program sure put it out there like they were on national television last night. Well, because yeah. they see the lights on the stadium, and it's like, look at us. Guys. Oh, my goodness. We're on primetime. Oh, man, we're going to be in primetime again in Bloomington. No, you're going to be on, like, the Big Ten Network, which nobody... Outside of this, outside of cable can get. So yeah, it's uh, you really got to do some digging to find this team, which is it's unfortunate because we have to just. Oh, I know it. exactly where they play. They're right over there, and students don't go. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, we, you don't really got to dig to find out yeah. that it's literally free to students to go to our home games, and you no know, one like, wants to go. You know, we have yeah. to like buy our own tickets just so we can stay at like a Division One level because that's how that's how they determine like rankings between FCS and like FBS. It's, it's uh, sad. Ticket t- it's ticket sales. It's actually Sorry. like yeah. crazy that we're a Division One program. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised we haven't been relegated to FCS at this point, or even Division Two. Uh, we will never matter. be relegated because this university needs the money. True. Yeah. Yeah. They, I think they'd rather lose every single game and continue to be D1 because of the amount of money you that comes in. Besides, you don't even need besides, you don't even need to relegate the whole the whole athletics program. Just relegate the football team and until they do better, just just go ahead and go. Hey, but you know Is what? that possible? What? To um, like only move one program down? I don't know. I, like, I, I mean, don't know. That. Then that's got to be part of it because if it's I know not. it's possible to move, like, one program up. Like, I know Dallas Baptist is Division Two, but their baseball program is top-tier Division One. Okay. So. Because, you know, if you think, like, in the aspect of if it meant, it meant that for everyone, then, I mean, our soccer team would be winning 80-0 to zero against any Division Two FCS team. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, we're like, what, third in the country now? We are like... They're third in the country, there. but they, had a, the they country. had a really tight tie, again, three to three with Providence, which, so I don't know, they might move. But. Yeah, they, they beat 11. And I, think FAU, it's right? the first, yeah. I think it's the first game this year where they scored when I was not watching, because I was up nice. in the concession stand during that first goal, and then nice. I decided to leave because I thought, you know what, they're not going to do anything else tonight. I'm going to go ahead and head back to the dorm, and then they score two goals after. I think the uh, Zip soccer team might need to follow a TRO against you, Casey. It might help. I think, I think <laughs> so. Might, might help us. They might, they might have to, will, but will hey. You, will you sacrifice your uh, presence there for a national championship? With all due respect. I don't, Maybe. All right. All right. <laughs> I'll, I have to do what has to be done. All right. All right. You heard it here first. Casey Rush will no longer attend Akron soccer. Uh, I don't know about that, but <laughs> I'll, I'll just, hey, look, at bare hey. minimum, I'll just leave in the middle of the game, and you guys can score like five goals afterwards. Skip, it's, okay. it's okay. Skip the next home game, and we'll see how it goes, and we'll reevaluate yeah. from there. And if they lose, I'm going right back. Big home right. game. Fair Big enough. home game on, I believe, Tuesday this week. Uh, yeah. Sounds yep. right. Sounds yep. right. Notre Dame. Against Notre Number Dame. nine. Ooh. It's a top ten matchup. Ooh. That'll I think good. it'll be a very good game and a very good test. See, this is how bad Akron football is. We've completely we're talking about the other. We're football. talking we're about talking the about other. The, other the real. No, I'm instead I can't of talking say that. college football, we're talking college football. Yes. That's how bad this Akron Zips football program is. So we have five minutes left before the end of our first segment. Let's yeah. talk about the coaching for Akron. Okay. Because I I didn't. There's obviously there's no audio at least on our end for away games from mm-hmm. Joe Moorhead. But if I had to really take a guess, I guarantee you what Joe Moorhead said after the game was probably similar to the same things he says every single week. He's very Stefanskian. Yes. Yeah, it's where he's really good at saying nothing. 
so how are we going to make he says these things every week if you're joe moorhead what are you doing to actually make a change because it doesn't seem like any you're going to the uh, like you know three and four star recruits house and just like <laughs> dropping to your knees in their living room saying please 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 <laughs> play for me that's how you make the change in college yes, football recruit yes get down to your knees and go into and that beg into that like, child's living room here's an nil deal and, and beg like that still Please, 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 please play for me. I'm it's begging you. Zips. I'm trying. I'm trying to get this program better. We but have no, a kangaroo. Please, we have the best marsupial on the planet. Zippy is a queen. Please play for her. But no. Zippy's pretty cool. Zippy is cool. But yeah, that's Zippy's um, a queen. How do we fix it? Oh, you can't really if you're just uh, stuck with just because this is. Lack I was just telling talent. my dad. Joe Moorhead is the most prominent coach that this football program has had in He's a very long time. He's coached in the SEC. We got yeah. him. He has. He was Oregon's so offensive led, coordinator. And so he led, what? And he led Mississippi State to back-to-back bowl games. I was expecting. Didn't he coach so, Dak Prescott there, too? Yes. I think he did. Yeah, at least one year. I just don't uh. understand. Like, we got, we got this program a very high-level coach. And we're still looking the same as we looked with Tom Arth. Yes. You know, hey, Tom Actually, Arth, you know Tom what? Arth did not I win this early that. on in the season. There's, yeah, there's a little bit of improvement from Arth, but I don't know. Is it, I think, in my opinion, it's a matter of he still doesn't have his own recruits in the system. No. It's still Tom Arth's players. Yeah, I know. You know, I next year is going to be the real judgment year for him. You know, third year in, you know, second, you know, your first class is going to be like playing like real, real time, and then. I don't know, man. I want to see how this team does once we get into Mac play, though, because I feel like that could avert a lot of our uh, hasty reactions right now. Because you know, it's, it's all about you know, how we do in the conference anyway. At this yeah, point. our first, yeah, our first conference game is against Buffalo oh, on boy, September thirtieth, no. and oh, they are no. current and they are currently winless right now. Oh, like they lost to FCS Fordham. That's how bad they were, and they completely wow. got gobsmacked the other two games. So, if we lose to Buffalo, I just don't know. I just don't see this. We have to panic forward. watch that game now because if we lose to presumably an zero and five Buffalo Bulls team, I mean, we nearly lost to Morgan State. We yeah. needed a miracle. We needed a miracle with like fifty four seconds left, snatching to even win that from- game. That's back to back years. We needed a miracle to beat an FCS team. I'm just glad we didn't shoot off fireworks at the end. See, of the and game that's like something that year. weirds me out about the Akron Zips. Is why is it that we are close with FCS teams, but like these, we look like we have a chance against like Temple and Kentucky, and I think Indiana this coming week will be the same case. Well, uh, you play down the competition, but it turns out you're really not that competitive yourself. So, wait a minute. Since when did we start talking about the Steelers? Oh yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Because that's, that's what they. Because that's what they. Because that's what they do. That's oh, all boy. they do. Got one minute left in the segment, guys. Let's wrap it up. Yes. Predictions for the Akron Zips remainder of the season. Not necessarily schedule by schedule, but what if what if, what record are you giving the Akron Zips the remainder of the year? Five and seven. Yeah. To be more realistic, I can see us going four and eight or something. I'm not expecting much, but I expect a lot more than what I've been given these last four years here. Yeah. Right I think I'm gonna go with five and seven as well. Nice. It's unpredictable because it is Akron. It could be much worse than that. But yeah, it could be too intense again. We shall see. That's going to do it for our Akron Zips talk. 
No more talking about JD Metal for me for a long time. Um, I'm not speaking of him on these airwaves again. Jeff Undercuffler is the guy. I hope that he gets put into a position to start very soon. But when we come back, we're still going to talk some college football, starting off with the biggest game of the evening, which was Colorado and Colorado State. You won't want to miss it, so stick with us right here on ZD. Welcome back to the second segment of this week's Sports Power Talk right here on WZIP. Once again, I'm your host, Logan Conger, and joining me on the other side of the desk is Mr. Casey Rush. Let's not waste another half hour talking about the Zips. Let's talk about real teams now, please. I'm thanking you. <laughs> hey, yeah, that's a good point. And we also have Mr. Matt Bermuga. I'm so excited to talk about the teams that won me my 17-leg parlay last night, man. I am on that's cloud nine. Thank you. Yeah, I turned 21 Tuesday, for so, like, first... Uh, Using all those bonus bets. Oh, if Tennessee if Tennessee won yesterday, I would be much, much more uh, winnier, I guess. Are you I the really type of guy to withdraw your winnings, or do you just leave them and keep playing with them? So I, I've, I, I don't know, man. I've only had the sportsbook app since Tuesday. I don't really think I need as much money in there right now as I do. But And, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's what I do as well. All right. But guys, we have another segment of football for you. Two out of our three out of our four segments this week are football. This one is what we like to call around the NCAA. And we're going to start off with the biggest game of the entire slate, which was Colorado and Colorado State. Colorado came in at number 18. CSU was unranked, but there was lots of storylines coming in with this game earlier in the week as Colorado State's head coach Jay Norville was uh, taking some unnecessary shots at a guy who fuels his team off of things like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, The comments from Jay Norvell included that when he talks to grown-ups, he takes his hat and glasses off, referring to the fact that Deion Sanders wears his hat and glasses a lot. Deion Sanders responded by giving his entire team those same glasses, and every single analyst that he talked to the whole week on any live television set also received those glasses. And I honestly thought that Jay Norville was going to really eat his words, but that is not how this game played out. The final score in double overtime was 43-35. to Shadur Sanders with an incredible game, 38-47, for with 348 yards passing, four touchdowns and only one interception. But the biggest storyline of this game is, unfortunately, Travis Hunter. Early on in the game, Colorado State had a very late and, in my opinion, very unnecessary hit on the Heisman candidate, Travis Hunter. Knocked him out of the game, and now they're saying he's going to be out for multiple weeks per Deion Sanders. Uh, Guys, what did you make of the... I think, extremely unnecessary hit on a guy like Travis Oh, Hunter. that was incredibly unnecessary. And one thing, he wasn't ejected for the hit. The safety nope. that did that. Mm-hmm. The I ball, thought the targeting late in the game was way, way more mild than what he did. I, yeah, I agree exactly. with that, too. So we have, in college football, terrible targeting penalties. I mean, like I understand like the essence of it, but like we have ejections for 50-50 targeting calls. Yet, okay, let's go through the uh, Travis Hunter hit. Ball hits the ground. Hunter takes one, two, three, four steps and then gets shot in the ribs by the safety who clearly watches the ball Mm -hmm. hit the ground right in front of him. And instead of slowing up or anything like the corner's doing, the corner corner is gaining like separation because he's slowing down because the ball's on the turf. (laughs) The safety just puts his helmet down and just right into the midsection of Travis Hunter. I mean, ugh. One of the most prolific, like one of the best stories in college football right now. 
top recruit in the nation is now going to like might have internal bleeding right now. It's absolutely ludicrous that that was able to yeah. happen, and that the safety stayed in the game after that. Yeah, poor can, officiating. Yeah, poor officiating. Yeah, I could totally understand the mindset of that defender, Harry Blackburn, because if you remember, Travis Hunter was talking trash at before the game, but you can't expect to do that kind of hit and not get punished for it. But then there's five steps late. There's like if exactly. it's like there's like bang bang, okay, just like a freak accident type of thing. Like, but then there's like deliberate. Okay, let's put this kid out of the game type of listen, thing. Listen, it's a rivalry game, and Travis Hunter was trying to get under your skin, and you let him do it. You just can't do that. So, yeah, Travis Hunter is going to be out for a few weeks, says Coach Pine, and he says he knows Travis like a book. He knows that Hunter wants he only wants to be out for like two weeks. However, he said his health is more important than the game. And that's what I like oh, about yeah. Coach Prime. He developed a brotherhood in that locker room. He knows his players top and bottom, and he wants to see every single person on that roster at 100%. I really hope Travis Hunter does get better, because as you mentioned, he is a Heisman candidate, and he was totally robbed of a he was totally robbed of a Heisman season, all because of some well, you're not gonna, guy not, getting, not yeah. all because of some guy getting triggered. He doesn't get the chance to play against Caleb Williams now. He no. doesn't get the chance to play against Oregon. You know, like those like marquee moments in like someone exactly. sees it. Like he doesn't get the chance to pick off Caleb Williams for a touchdown or something. Now, I guess I believe if, we were we were robbed of that as college football fans. Man, it's just upsetting. Yeah, I believe if Travis Hunter was still playing, I think Colorado would have had a very decent shot at beating USC and Oregon. I, I, I still believe. think they get you know steamrolled in those games. Yeah. But I mean, Travis Hunter is just so much fun to watch. It's just it, it'd be great to see him play up against like probably the best talent he'd get the chance to play all year until we get exactly. to bowl season. So, so if you're Deion Sanders, what adjustment do you have to make with the loss of Travis Hunter to continue to be successful? Because that. That's a pretty key loss to that offense and that defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. He plays both sides of the ball. I was like, wow, he really, he was really out there for like the full sixty minutes, literally. Yeah, I think he ran what like fifteen miles week one against mm-hmm. TCU, and just That's like what nuts. he played, it, it absolutely insane. Do you think this affects? Colorado's offense or defense more? Defense most. I mean, that defense already. I mean, you let up 35 to Colorado State. Mm -hmm. Uh, You let up a good amount to TCU. I forget who they played last week. They let up a good amount to Colorado played Nebraska. Yeah, they played Nebraska. I mean, okay, they allowed 14 in Nebraska, but Nebraska's not a good offense. Okay, but yeah. Like, that defense, very questionable. And, you know, Prime's first... You know, season he really focused on overhauling the offense first and foremost. I mean, bringing in his son as the quarterback. So, I mean, that defense that was kind of taking the back seat right off the rip, they're going to be facing the greatest, uh, I guess, uh, regression from that, especially playing against Caleb Williams and then against Oregon the next two weeks. Oh, they're going to feel the loss yeah. right off the rip. Yeah, Caleb Williams, Bo Nix, Colorado is definitely going to struggle. I, I forgot totally Bo Nix is still playing college football. I, hey, honestly, I did too until I heard his name. I'm like, oh, wow, Bo Nix is still here? He's in Oregon now. Okay. Learned another yeah, thing he's today. He's jumping around. He yeah. has been. Yeah. I, rem- I still remember the days when he was playing at Auburn. Like, when did you go to Oregon? I remember Seriously. he went there a couple of years. I think he beat Ohio State in like 21 when they... Yeah, I think really, he did. Okay. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I, okay. I guess he's on like his sixth year of eligibility or something. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah, possibly. But yeah, Colorado. Colorado indeed. Let's talk more so about the game as opposed to the Travis Hunter injury. Hopefully he yes. gets well soon. Yes. Um, this one did go to double overtime. What do you think that Colorado could have done better to 
stay in this game. I, I think, in my opinion, they bought a little bit too much into the talk and the hype throughout the week. And they did. So I think there was... Because you can use that, but to a point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there was one specific portion. I think there was a fourth and two call in the red zone where Dion decided to uh, kick it instead of, you know, like riding the hot hand with his quarterback and, you know, go in for it, go up a touchdown instead of a field goal. Uh, I think that was a pr- that was a pretty pretty big coaching error on his part. I think this whole game, ironically, I think both coaches did a pretty bad job with fourth down and red zone management specifically. Yeah. I think like both of those offenses were clicking, and then they just get into the red zone, and it's kind of like, what what do we do? We saw that like personified in overtime too. Yeah, Colorado. Yeah, Col- you also let Colorado State's quarterback have a 2019 Jameis Winston style game. He he went 34 for 47, 367 yards, three touchdowns. You did pick off his passes three times, but still, how do you let him pick pack that much stats with as many turnovers as you forced upon him? Well, and you don't have your five star quarterback, exactly. wide receiver, free safety, strong safety, <laughs> <Yeah>. running back. <laughs> when you, when but, you don't have your every Thing guy, it's kind of hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a shame too because Colorado. It's, it's a shame because both of these teams were equally as good as one another that night. As Shador Sanders, his son, he had he threw thirty eight for forty seven, three hundred forty eight yards, four touchdowns, and he had a pick himself. It it was a heist. It was everything you could have wanted for a rivalry game. As one hundred percent, the Rocky Mountain Short Showdown has been one sided historically towards Colorado, but you couldn't tell with what we saw at Pac twelve after dark. You totally couldn't. Looking ahead for other teams that are going to play Colorado, do you take notes from Jay Norvell? Do you take notes from Matt Rule to okay. maybe not there's, okay, mess there's with yeah. Deion Sanders? There's something specifically I want to say about Jay Norvell, right? So he kind of like you know he said my mom taught me to you know take my hat and sunglasses off talking to grown ups. Okay, like you know, taking like the like the I'm better than you route. This is the same guy that fired his last two coordinators via email. <laughs> He's fi- he no, he sent them an email from the what? athletic departments, not even his own personal email account, the Colorado State Athletic Department's email account, saying they were relieved of their duties, did not bring them into his office or anything. So this guy taking this high road because Dion's wearing sunglasses when he fires his employees via email. And you know what? Hey, Dion hey, Sanders. you never know. He wanted to save money. He wanted to save the trees uh, not dude, using walking papers or pink slips or but whatever. You know, dude, here's the thing. Dion Sanders can do that. I'm pretty sure he's probably the only person on the, like, on the face of the earth that has scored a touchdown that hit an RBI in the World Series in the same day. Yeah. yeah. De- Dion Sanders can do that. He is. Yeah, he can he can wear sunglasses inside. You know why? Because he's, he's prime there, time. Did yeah. you see he's the video the of Deion Sanders bringing his actual mom into the locker room? Yes, <laughs> I, I remember that. Did you see it? And she, no, and she I gave did not. The, so and she gave the after, pregame speech after your going off what you said about the comment about his mother raised him right. Yeah. Deion Sanders brings his actual mother into the Colorado locker room <laughs> and says, <laughs> says, "Oh yeah, you know, uh, Coach Norvell, he." He said he's said that his mom raised him right and implying that my mom didn't. He's like, Well, here's my mom and she said, I raised him right. <laughs> yeah. And she gave the pregame speech. Yeah, Dion. Also Dion shout Sanders out to Colorado so Peggy. I love the Peggy story. Yeah. You know who Peggy is, Matt? I do not know. It's this ninety year old woman that has not missed oh, a Colorado oh, game. That, oh her. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Incredible story. And the awesome. videos of her and Dion Sanders crack me up. Are you prime? 
Yes, I am. Yes, Can I, I am. Should I call you prime or call you handsome? <laughs> he said, you can call me whatever you want. Man, I love Dion, man. He is so good for college he's, football. He's right? so yeah, good he for is. college football. And the people that think he's arrogant are, I mean, he's got some arrogance it's, to he's him. He's allowed to be. But he's allowed he's to be. That's just it. He's earned the right. He's exactly. like the, one of the only players to play in the Super Bowl and the World Series. Of course he's earned that right. It's prime just, time. What do you People expect? just are not used to a coach having that much, like, hype and antics behind him. He has a reputation, and he's successful, and he does not let he you is. forget his reputation. He he's is. allowed to do that because he, he he's, he's done it. That, that's as simple as it he is. He ain't hard to find. No. Yeah. It's, a good, it's <laughs> a good reason, man. I love watching Dion. Yeah. Ugh. I don't think there's one person in the world that doesn't like watching Deion Sanders. Oh, you'd be surprised, man. There are a there's lot a of people. Lot of there's people a lot of people that are like done with Colorado right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, with yeah. all the... Yeah, with all the drama and all the trash talks. I disagree. I think it's super interesting to watch. Yeah. It's so great for the sport, Yeah, Yeah, Colorado has turned into the Akron Zips of the Pac-12 into this this trenormous powerhouse that could be good for years to come. That is how good Deion Sanders is. You know, Colorado, uh, they did not have a... So, since 2021, uh, they had only gone into halftime with the lead... uh, Actually, uh, none actually. Uh, from 2021 up until Dion took over, at any game, they did not go into halftime with a lead. They had won one game, sorry, two games in two years, and now Dion's already has them at 3 0 in top 25 in the country. It's awesome. It's awesome with He's playing NCAA 14 in real life. Like, <laughs> he is. He is. That guy is literally a cheat code. You, I know. You can't it's stop awesome. Him. It's awesome. It's very awesome. And it, you're right, it's so good for the sport. And I hope that it sticks around and this energy keeps up. Before we move on from Colorado, like you mentioned, next two games for the Buffs, they play number 13 Oregon on the road Saturday next week. And then to be followed by USC at home. Uh, let's let's talk, guys. What are you thinking after this Colorado State performance? What do these two games look like for you? Oregon money line and USC money line. It's free money, baby. That's what it's looking like to <laughs> do me. Do you think yeah. that they're close? Do you think the games are even close? Nah, define close. Like like two possessions. Yeah, I think I think one of the games they will like make it look like they lost by two possessions. I think USC just uh, Caleb Williams going up against that defense is not going to be fair. Uh, so I think Oregon they can make it look closer than it will be. Yeah, you're going to Autzen Stadium on the road. It, Oregon has one of the more passionate fans in college football. You're not going to get past them. And especially USC. Yeah, you're going to be at Folsom Field and you're going to but you're going to be playing against Caleb Williams. You better hope your fans show up and bring all the noise because without them, you're not going to you're not going to beat them. But I could totally see Colorado losing both games unfortunately. I don't want that to happen, but it's probably what's going to happen. They'll, they'll probably be 3 and 2. They're going to come back down to earth here, but yeah. But they do have Arizona State, Stanford, and they only play like, oh gosh! And you should look at their last two games with Washington State and Utah. Oh. Those are those are going to be tough as well. Yeah, but I mean, they can be bowl eligible for sure. I mean, oh, they yeah. don't. Yeah, they don't have no question. No question. Yeah, the Pac-12 not that. No question, they're going to be in a bowl game. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely agree. They will be in a bowl game. I think they stay ranked. And I think they have a successful season outside of those two games. So we shall see. Let's move on from Colorado and talk a little bit about the team also in Ohio, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Um, 
They played Western Kentucky, and the big storyline of this game for me was it was slow at first. With about eight minutes to go in the first half, it was 14-10. to 10. I turned my computer off for a little while. At halftime, it was 42-10. to 10. Yeah. It was yep. 40. No, I, the same thing happened to <laughs> that me. Was, my cable box went out yesterday, and I go to reboot it. It's 21-10. to 10. I turn it back on. I it's 49-10. I'm like, okay, I missed a lot I think there. You ha- the I final think- was 63-10. to 10. Yeah, I think you guys definitely had a me versus Akron men's soccer moment because yeah. it was during the second quarter when Ryan Day finally realized he had talent and he decided to use it. The Buckeyes finally woke up. They started finding the end zone when they were supposed to, including two defensive touchdowns, five touchdowns in the second quarter. They did turn the ball over two times, but it was but it was during when they were leading by a country mile, so that didn't lead to much. And Kyle McCord, he had himself a game with 19-23, 318 yards and three touchdowns. This was the Buckeyes team I was wanting to see the last two weeks. And we're, and we're getting that, and I hope they keep the momentum going. I'm sorry. I'm not moved. I'm sorry. Like, Kyle McCord and Ryan Day have had their best games of the season, but, like, that's not saying much. Yeah. Like, are we sure, like, either of them are good at their job? <laughs> Like are we, are well, we, we know, like are we sure well, we Kyle McCord can like go to Penn State and win or go to Notre Dame next week and like yeah I wouldn't even play I, well I wouldn't even trust Ryan Day to be an offensive coordinator in the NFL with he how much he's been holding that offense up I just I are we sure I I know they scored sixty three points they scored nine touchdowns yesterday and we're like are they okay I I dude I am getting. I have so much inherent skepticism with Ryan Day and the Buckeyes this year, man. I don't think they have the quarterback. I don't think they have the head coach see, the job if they right played, now. See, uh, if they played in the second quarter like they did all 12 quarters so dude, far, they would. we wouldn't be having issues right now. I don't know if you could conf- – but can you confidently go into Notre Dame next week with Ryan Day and Kyle McCord and say, yeah – We'll take care of this because an no. urban an urban no. Meyer team oh an urban Meyer team would throttle Notre Dame and oh, Notre Dame did not yeah, now I just don't think especially they're they're mad after last year they're not gonna in their own house and Notre Dame looks yeah. good this year yeah, so Notre Mark, Dame. Like, Marcus Freeman's a Buckeye man he knows what this means Sam Hartman's playing good like f- for once Notre Dame has the quarterback situation figured out and Ohio State doesn't like no. next week is like next week is next scaring week, me next week is their biggest test yet outside of Michigan. It's Biggest test until Penn State. I mean, exactly. have, Ohio State has a lot of like games. They they have to look out, man. This is this has potential. Yeah. Up and it's there. not it's not gonna gonna get any better le- next year with all those teams coming over. Honestly, yeah. I think if Ohio State loses to Notre Dame, I I've already said disgustingly on air that I don't think we're gonna beat Michigan either at the end of the year. Oh, we're in Michigan this year too. Yeah, yeah. Kyle we're, McCord yeah, we're has going to, go to Ann Arbor. Michigan. Oh, it's boy. bad enough. It's bad enough we have to go to I, South Bend next week and be under touchdown Jesus and tried and pray to the, to our own heavens above and saying, can we please be Notre Dame? Yeah, you're not going to win. You're I not going to win playing like that. If they lose to Notre Dame, you can essentially count them out of the college football playoff race because they think they're also going to lose at the end of the year. You know, it, it would happen to me. You know, I've been like the token Notre Dame fan, I guess. I mean, I'm, I'm going to Ohio State next year for my uh, post-secondary. So it's like, of oh, course, nice. like, right, of course, right when I start Rooting for them like Notre Dame would beat them. Like I, again, I don't think that'll happen. But of you're course, a Notre Dame fan. Yeah, I did made, not know that. You made fun of me last time for it. Remember, you're like, you're like you said you made like the good old Notre Dame. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you yeah. ever heard that one before? Yeah, I, every, every. I hear week. that. I hear that joke from every every Sunday on the about? dot, man. But yeah, yeah, that's uh, 
how it goes, man. I am I I have a lot of uh, inherent skepticism with the Buckeyes this year. Yeah, I I agree. I don't think that this is a Buckeye team that is all that strong in many areas. Um, other than the fact that they have Marvin Harrison, Martin Harrison Jr. Yeah, he's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, I don't know if anybody's noticed, but he's pretty good at football. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know with how Ryan Day's been holding them back, but despite that, he's still putting up those stats, and hopefully he. And hopefully, well, yes, well, yesterday he had what, like bench. five catches for 125 yards and a touchdown. Yep, it's just that's like every, crazy. every time he catches the ball, they move a third of the way to the end zone. It's incredible. I don't have much else to talk about about Ohio State this week, as it was such a blowout game, and we are looking forward to the big Notre Dame game next week at 7:30. But uh, let's let's talk about Florida State at Boston College. This is one that was a little bit concerning. Uh, number three, Florida State, only won this game by a field goal. Yeah, not even that. They they only won by two. The final score was thirty one twenty nine. It's actually surprising yeah, I can't do if math. you consider I'm sorry. that. <laughs> hey, to be fair, I can't either, which is a shame because I'm a mechanical engineering major. But anyways, Boston College lost to Northern Illinois in overtime. They nearly lost to FCS Holy Cross, and they still pushed Florida State to the limit. Now every football fan expects their teams to act the same way for a full sixty minutes. The Florida State Seminoles were nowhere near that. They were up by 31 to 10. I wouldn't be surprised if they had blown that lead entirely with how they played. They ended the game with three punts and a fumble, and that cannot happen no matter who you are playing. It, you could be playing Alabama. You could you could even be playing you could even be playing Morgan State. It doesn't matter. You can't end the game like that. And it doesn't help Boston College's efforts that they were hit by 18 penalties, which I think was the most they've had in school history. Yeah. And they had a failed two-point try, and they had a missed extra point. If they hadn't had those miscues, Boston College would have blown out Florida State easily. Yeah, yeah, but the... Logan, you were right the other day when we were on two weeks ago, and you were mm-hmm. like, how is Florida State so highly ranked? Yeah, I, I see it now. Yeah, you, you saw the yep. vision. You had the script. I see, I'm, that's what I'm I was, saying. I know. I was, I was I know they're not legit. Them. I was defending Jordan them. Travis is legit. Yeah, but I don't know about it. the rest of their team. Jordan Travis, end of list. Yeah. So, where do you think Florida stays at number three, or do you think Florida drops? Oh, I think no, they, they, they have drop. to drop. Oh, they have, they to. have to drop. With how? Who moves up? With how? I'd say Texas moves up after they beat Wyoming Texas, 31-10. U- I think Texas, UNC, U- Texas, USC, and Ohio State all move up. Ooh. You think Ohio State moves up? You think Ohio State goes above Florida State? I think yes. Florida State only beating Boston College by two points. Yeah, that will drop them. Th- that There should be repercussions you for know, that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I know this ranking team too much to... S- to know that they're not going to move. They're not going to move Florida State. I hope so. They better. You know, you got four minutes left in the segment, and another team that is struggling that I want to talk about because, boy, I love it when they struggle. I <laughs> love it when they struggle. There is nothing that more. Is nothing, oh. the Alabama Crimson Tide. Ooh. There is nothing more fun than watching Hater Logan Congrove take over. It's like watching, like, yeah. Picasso paint. Yeah, it's. I despise those elephants down <laughs> south. I don't like them. Is that like an elephant noise? Like a, like a... Yeah. No way we all just did that on air. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> to, be fair, to be fair, I did a toad impersonation on air, so there's that. For you. Okay. you want to do that one more time for me? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's awesome. Can you say Alabama is 
garbage in your toad voice? Alabama's garbage! (laughs) (laughs) Anything to get a laugh out of these guys, I'm telling you. That's fantastic. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) Just end it there. There's no topping that. End it there. Actually, I... Let me get my thoughts on the game first. Okay, okay. why don't you go ahead? Because I gotta laugh a little bit more. Okay, while these guys, while these guys recover and get like, off the, can you do it in your? <laughs> <laughs> I can do it no, let me use my normal voice okay, for once. Okay, okay, okay. So yeah, I'm sure the rain had something to do with this. Because keep in mind, the game was delayed for a little bit, but it just doesn't matter. The struggle must continue. Quarterback play was not the Crimson Tide's friend that day. They were combined ten for twenty-three, hundred seven yards. If it wasn't for Roy Dell Williams burning up turf in the rain, the Tide does not win this game. The Bulls couldn't help their end of the bargain either with Byron Brown literally completing 50%, 14 for 28, and only 87 yards in an interception. The ground attack was just stronger for the Crimson Tide, and they and they took care of the ball better, and at the end of the day, it was enough to win for Alabama, unfortunately. Uh, I got to say something real quick. My brother's listening to us in the uh, Charlotte airport right now, and oh. apparently he's listening pretty loud because uh, the Alabama slander is not resonating down there well with him right now, and he's like, he just texted me, he's like, dude, people are getting mad around me. <laughs> Be mad. Be mad. Bama slander. Uh, may, I, may I suggest you wear... Ask him if he's wearing earbuds because that's no, no, no. He's in like he's on no, he's on the airport bar. He got it to put on the speakers and everything. So eighty eight one is in one of the uh, Charlotte airport terminals right now. That's oh, beautiful. Shoot. That is very beautiful. Thank that. you so much for your support, Charlotte. Yeah, hey, yeah Thank you so much. Um, before we had to break, uh, Casey, do you want to say what we're going to talk about next when we come back, but in your toad voice? You want to re-explain the hot mic segment for the for the listeners? Uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about a crappy team in Cleveland, Ohio, who plays a progressive field. It's called the Cleveland Guardians. What's wrong with this team? I think we're gonna I think we're gonna cut it right there. When we come back, you're not gonna want to. Welcome back to the second hour of Sports Power Talk right here on WZIP. I am your host, Logan Congrove. Joining me is Toad, Mr. Casey Rush. Yeah, the funny thing is, my dad texted me after our last segment, I'm like, and he's asking, who is Toad? Like, seriously? Did you not have a childhood? That's a character in Super Mario Brothers. Do it again, but in Toad. <laughs> How do you not know who I am, Casey's dad? He's a really character in Super Mario Brothers! Pretty good. It's this, actually very accurate. This is the best. And I use my voices for evil. I'm not oh. going to lie. And, of course, we have Matt Vermuka. Oh, sorry, folks. I can't do anything to talk that. I'm just... You don't have any impressions, words. Matt? Uh, None? No impressions? Well, I celebrated Boy. my 21st Only last night, so, so I was... No, I was doing a Trump impersonation last night during my 21st celebration, but uh, I don't know if that'd be one to bring on air right now. No. But. No, do not. Okay. I'll, I'll do take not your word for it. it. All, right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good, good, good. Guys, you know, we said we were going to talk about some baseball, but I actually am going to let a few more college football topics bleed over into our second hour before we talk a little baseball and, of course, get hot mic going. If you haven't got your questions in, make sure you tweet at us at WZIP Sports. We will answer any of your questions live on the air, sports-related or not. Or if you want to give our new text hotline a try, as long as you're not driving, please be safe. Text us at 330-972-8888, and we will answer your questions or comments live on the air. Won't want to miss Hot Mike at the end of this segment. But, guys, before we get into a little bit of baseball, 
Let's talk about another struggling Power 5 team, or they struggled Jeez. yesterday, which was Georgia. Georgia got off to a very slow start. And I bring this team up specifically because Matt just said that his brother is in the airport. And this is a team that, if we want to talk badly about, might irritate the entire airport. So I'm going to throw yeah. it to Matt first. <laughs> yeah, dude. So... I don't really necessarily want to do much Georgia slander right now, more as I want to do some, like, South Carolina praise. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i a big Spencer Rattler guy. Uh, I liked him in Oklahoma still, but, I mean, you know, when Caleb Williams was brought in, it, there was writing on the wall for him. I, I thought he was fairly okay yesterday, despite kind of just, like, bad numbers. I think, I mean, Georgia's defense is an NFL factory, and, I mean, yes. you know, Spencer Rattler to hold his own there. I mean, a 10-point loss in Athens right there, not the worst, man. I, any quarterback is going to get picked off twice. To get picked off twice, he'll have a QBR of above 72. That's that's pretty impressive on Rattler's end. I know South Carolina is 1-2 and two right now, but I think that was more of like, okay, they can still be a contender late in the year in the SEC, in my opinion, uh, as opposed to just uh, more like, I don't, I, I don't want to say Georgia played down to competition because I South Carolina is a, is a very slept-on team, in my opinion, but they just were not looking their best yesterday. Carson Beck was fine. Uh, but you know, I mean, running the ball is really got was what got Georgia the win. They had three different players score rushing touchdowns. Uh, you know, again, the, their defense is their calling card. So, yeah, yeah, that yeah, Georgia's not only an NFL defense factory; it's an NFL everything factory. At first, I got excited when I I always get excited when I see a big name go down early. But then I realized that this is the two time reign defending undisputed national champion Georgia Bulldogs, and Kirby Smart. Despite getting boos from the crowd at halftime, said he was pretty excited to see what kind of team he has. And he's got a Georgia team that has been known to respond. They only punted twice in the second half. They scored three touchdowns, and they got interceptions on the last two South Carolina possessions. It would have been nice to see Georgia go down, but this week has been chaotic enough despite the near upsets. Yeah. Well, that was simultaneous. Yeah, I was like, got me off guard. There. I'm like, whoa. Guess we're like basically related now, Matt. Wow. That. Okay. Oh, boy. In simpler terms. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not, I was not big on Spencer Rattler, but he changed my tune a little bit. I, I, I enjoy seeing him in South Carolina. I enjoy the energy that he brings to the table there. Um, but as for Georgia, what can Georgia do differently? Because it seems like a lot of these Power Five, or the big teams that you really remember every single year, Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama, even Florida State, they've been struggling the past couple of years, yeah. but I would mm. I would still put them in that argument or conversation of bigger teams that you hear about a lot. What is what is going on with these bigger teams that are having issues with teams like USF for Alabama or Ohio State had issues with Indiana? Well, like I think the common outlier here, or sorry, common denominator is just a quarterback change. Yeah, like Bama, Bama, like Bama went through, I think, three quarterbacks yesterday. Uh, you know, Georgia just lost Stetson Bennett. They're replacing him. Ohio State's replacing C.J. Stroud. I mean, like when there's a changing of the guard in the quarterback position, it's going to throw a lot of things off. And, I mean, you know, yeah. USC, um, University of South Carolina, that USC, I mean, they brought back Spencer Rattler. They had a lot of continuity there, and that's why they were, they were able to ju- jump out to a double-digit lead. You know, like I, I think that's – pretty much the biggest you know reason there yeah i like how you mentioned the changing of the guard especially one prime example is definitely clemson one year when they lost trevor lawrence they had to rely on this one guy and they went from like number five to unranked and in two weeks time that is how much 
Trevor Lawrence impacted that Clemson program. And unfortunately, Dabo Sweeney's still trying to get out of the, still trying to get out of that pit, and it's just a shame. And I feel so bad for my brother right now because he's in Charlotte, and we just like slander Georgia, both Car- <laughs> two Carolina teams. I think he texted me. He's like, "Dude, they might spit in my beer down here." And I'm so <laughs> we are putting a target on his back right now. Poor so. Guy. Yeah, that's what this is what he gets for us <laughs> spreading, yeah, that, spreading our audience. That's what yeah, he gets. That's, the target on his back. We greatly hey, appreciate hey, it. Sacrifices must be made. I guess so. Yeah, sacrifices must be made indeed. But before we get into some baseball, another t- let's let's go through our rankings. Like we mentioned, mm-hmm. there's going to be some probably move some movements in the top ten. Um, I'll start with you, Casey. What do you think the rankings are going to look like here coming up? So. Of course, Georgia stays where they are. Michigan stays where they are. But I think Florida State drops. And I think... How far? I think they only just dropped down to number four. Because I know this rankings team, they don't do what we tell them to do. But I think Texas replaces them at number three. Florida State only falls to number four. And I think number five and six stay the same with USC and Ohio State. Okay. Nice. Matt? Yeah, I have a little bit of a shakeup in the top ten. Uh, Georgia and Michigan say one and two. I think Texas, USC, and Ohio State all jump Florida State after whatever that performance was yesterday. Penn State stays at seven. Washington and Notre Dame remain eight and nine. And I have Oregon jumping up in the top ten after uh, yesterday. You should be part of the AP poll ranking team because those are absolutely realistic. Thank you. And then uh, just for uh, funsies, I have Colorado jumping up to 13. So it's You like, have them jumping. I have them jumping after that. Colorado? Yeah. I if th- anything, oh, I think. It's, oh, I think they want that Oregon-Colorado game. If anything, have, like, I think they. Implication. If anything, I think they only move up to like 15, 16. I see Matt's point, though. Yeah. They want that to be like a top 15 game because it's Dion And it's like, oh, look how good they are. And then. It, it just better for ratings, I guess. I for sure see that point. Yeah, I think they'll overhype them so they come. So when they crash back down to earth, they're not like out of the top twenty-five. No. Yes, I would agree. And you know what's crazy, Matt? I had all the same things that you said in the shakeups. Wow, Ooh. all of them. Okay. That was the exact same thing that I was thinking. Okay, you should join Matt in the ranking team because so, you see, are Matt, so realistic. See, I just pull things off the top of my head. Matt actually does research and looks into things. If yeah. Wink, wink. Ooh. We think, as far as I'm aware. <laughs> we don't know what goes on in Matt's mind. The Let's inner mechanisms of my mind are in a that's, 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 that's mechanisms of my mind, mind are in a enigma. Great SpongeBob reference. Great. First toe, now Patrick Starr. It's really good. Casey, you got anything else before we head into baseball? Any uh, other good impressions that you can do? On f- Anything. On any impression you well, can do. I want to say my Pennywise impression for around Halloween time. So. That's okay. Fair enough. Matt, Fair do enough. you have any hidden talents you could do on air? I could do like Patrick. Let's hear it. Do it. Little, 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 little. <laughs> I, I used hey, to. When uh, I was in elementary school. Squidward, I'm Squidward, 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 Squidward. Ah, fat. SpongeBob. <laughs> 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 Oh, man. Okay, we got Patrick Starr, we got Toad, and we got Squidward right here. <laughs> oh, this man. is the worst job I've ever <laughs> experienced. Good morning, SPT crew. <laughs> Good uh, morning. Gee, Patrick, I think I think Squidward is trying to tell us something. 
Guys, it's time to move into the Cleveland Guardians. Boo. I don't want to do it. No. But all right, guys. No. Let's be serious here. Unfortunately, even though the Guardians aren't serious about baseball, yeah. it's time to talk about our, their series against the San Francisco Giants, which was split 2-2. Two to two. <laughs> And then Saturday, Friday and Saturday, we play against the Rangers, and the Guardians are 2-0 and oh in that as well. But the, the Giants series, Monday, had a 5-4 to four loss. Tuesday, three to one win. Wednesday, six to five loss. And then the Rangers game on Friday was a twelve to three win. And then a two to one win yesterday. Obviously this Guardians team has given up, so none of this really matters. It's but over. What are we it's if so you can take over. one thing away from the past week, over, what are you taking away? It's been over since before the All Star break. So what am I taking away? Yes. Uh, there's rumors Chris Antonetti might also be leaving the Guardians team. So what I'm taking away is the franchise that I know and love might be taken away from me, losing Tito and potentially Chris Antonetti in the same offseason. Uh, I think that would be absolutely demoralizing because there's uh, rumors within the Red Sox organization. They're looking for a new general manager. And uh, the reason Antonetti was pushed out of Boston the first time was because of a power dynamic issue. But the person that he had the conflict with was just fired. Hence why his name's being brought back in the mix. So um, that's what I'm taking away, man. That's like, I, I hate to like dodge the question in a way, but that's like the biggest Guardians thing that's come out of like, that's encompassed my thoughts. You're, you're saying, you, all, yeah, you're, you Matrick. You're saying all these. He's calling you Matrick. What? Wow. Anyways, you're, you're saying all the big names. Can, can the owner Dolan go to? Because this Guardians team is just so, it's just, it's unbearable to watch. For the past five months, this team has been up and down, up and down, and up and down. Roller coasters are great for amusement parks, not baseball parks, except if it's like a backdrop or something. <laughs> yeah, this this whole entire week has been this whole season rolled up in seven days. We've we started a tradition where we came we, where we get runners in scoring position. But not across the plate. And we strike out. Yep. Yep. And after that, we started doing something we've been doing all season, and that's keep getting walk-off wins against us. And now we're on the verge of sweeping the Rangers. Like, what? I just don't get this team. I'm I'm just sick of the Guardians right now. Me too, I consi- man. I consider the season over, like, before the All-Star break, when we start, started going down that first drop. It's so bad. We've played 149 games, just 23 more to go. Uh, 23 yeah. more to go, man. Wait, 149 games? You mean we play 172 games now? What? Oh, only 13 more to go. Sorry. Yeah, man, yes. that's hard. I was going to say, it's only like two wow. weeks left. Hey, can we talk about, while we're on the topic of baseball, can we talk about that Livy Dunn was in Akron? <laughs> Oh, I'm just being honest. If you want to, I knew you were going to bring that. If you want to talk about that, by I all means, you can talk about it. You don't have to tell me twice to talk about Livy Dunn. Knock yourself out. Listen, Livy Dunn, if you are still in the Akron area, we are located in Colby Hall. <laughs> I would love to he's meet you. He's 6'4. Mention that you're 6'4. He's 6'4, uh, guys. Six, four. And, uh,. I, I will make sure that you love the University of Akron more than LSU. <laughs> Go Zips. What? Livy, this is, is my pitch. This, man? I know your boyfriend plays Paul Skies, or whatever his last name is, plays for the Altoona Curve, and that's why she was here. But 
Livy, uh, as I stated on a show maybe about a year ago at this point, and it still stands true today, um, you are still my lock screen on my phone. <laughs> so if you would like to uh, come to the University of Akron at any point. He's not kidding. Okay. Well, the end. Hey, go Tigers, as Ed Orgeron would say. Go, go Tigers. Go Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's my pitch. Uh, we're done talking about Libby Dunn. <laughs> My, what is this show, man? <laughs> it's a good what? one. I, I mean, this is not the turns I was expecting this show to take. Oh, guys. wow. But let's finish up with baseball so we can get into our hot mic segment. Uh, but I think the biggest baseball story from the week is the Angels uh, situation with Shohei Otani. Uh, it was reported that Otani cleaned out his locker at the end of their game yep. last week, and yep. there was no reason giving. The Angels declined to comment, but then it came out that he just was having a surgery to end the season. But what does that have to do with cleaning out your entire locker? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I think the writing him. on the walls there is he's good just gone in L.A. Yeah. I think he, he wants I to get hope. out. I hope. I really hope. Dude, he's the most uh, entertaining player in baseball. And I know, like, I want him, like, on the East Coast so, like, I can watch him. Not necessarily playing for, like, in New York or Boston or Philly, but just, like, where I can watch him and not have to stay up till 3 a.m. Because it's just incredible to see a guy be a Cy Young candidate while simultaneously hitting, like, 35 home runs a season. Yeah. It's, it's insane. It's so good for the sport of baseball right now. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, honestly, don't blame him for... Where would you like to see Otani go, if that's truly the writing on the wall? Somewhere I can watch him uh, that's not New York, Philly, or Boston. Uh, <sighs> but I feel like it's going to be... I, I feel like it's going to be one of those teams. I'd even take him somewhere in, like, Texas, just where it's, like, a two-hour difference. Bring him to the like, land. Uh, Dolan will just with Dolan. No, actually, I know exactly. Dolan's the fourth richest owner in the MLB. I know exactly where Matt's going with this comment. I know exactly where you're going to go with your comment about where Paul Dolan's money. Wait a minute, he's the fourth richest owner in MLB. Yeah, he treats the Cleveland Guardians like it's a 99 cent store. Well, yeah, because he's too busy. He's too busy funding his son's failed Senate bids. That's all it is. That is all it is. Yeah, let's go back on topic. I honestly don't blame him for a clean house locker. The Angels, under Artie Moreno's reign, have known nothing but pain and heartbreak. I like to bring up a quote from a movie called A Bronx Tale. Robert De Niro, he says, The saddest thing in life is wasted talent. You could have all the talent in the world, but if you don't do the right thing, then nothing happens. But what you do right, guess what? Good things happen. Obviously, Artie Moreno never got that message. We have seen 12 wasted seasons of Mike Trout, and and Otani definitely wants to get out before he meets a similar fate. Artie, if you hear this, which you probably won't, sell the team. I've been asking, I've been asking Dolan to sell the Guardians for years, but now it's your turn to. If he's not going to listen to our, our advice, you probably won't. But you never know; it might actually be good advice for once. Yeah. You heard it here first from the Casey Rush. Casey, um, what would you say if there's anything that the MLB can do to help Shohei Otani? Because you would think this guy would be like the forefront of the MLB, which I think I he is, but he's in a terrible market. We've talked about this before, but Casey, what would you say as the league to help Shohei Otani kind of push himself forward? Uh, honestly, nothing I say is going to register in the MLB's heads. With how Mike Trout's been wasted, I just don't see. I just don't see Shohei Otani getting the help he needs. Like, I'm sorry. We'll see. Uh, before we get into hot mic, you know, I've been deciding the whole show as to where to throw these two headlines in. We talked about it before we came on air. 
not much comes out of the NBA around this time, and there are two things that came out of the NBA in the past two days that I want to touch on. Okay. First, obviously the big story, Cavaliers general or president of basketball operations is... Kobe Oldman. <laughs> you just threw me <laughs> off my horse. <laughs> Sorry, man. Sorry. Sorry. Off topic. But uh, Kobe Oldman, president of basketball operations, was charged with, an, with operating a vehicle under the influence for... I forget. Was it two days ago in Cleveland? I think it was Thursday night. Thursday night. Um, I talked a little bit about this in the preview with Sava. Obviously, we don't like to discuss the charges or anything of that matter here on the air for any reason in any circumstance. So let's talk more about how this affects the Cavaliers' front office and what they can do to help. Um, I personally don't think – there were people saying, oh, let him go. People make mistakes. This is a very dumb mistake. But here's how I think the Cleveland Cavaliers can help Kobe Altman. Take his phone and put the Uber app on it. Yes. Yeah. Well, so I think going off as a similar situation, this might be like an extreme. Like NFL teams, they always have a 24-hour available ride service. Like that's what that's what made the Henry Ruggs thing so unfortunate was that like the Raiders had an employed chauffeur at any hour for their players. I think I don't I don't know if the Cavs currently have one, but I think they should definitely implement one if they don't for like executives or anyone associated with the team because that's you know very dangerous. Yeah, that's the reason why taxis is, exist. It's why Uber was brought up in popularity in these la- in this last decade. It helps decrease drunk driving, and it's exactly what it's exactly. This is a prime example of it. Like, it's so it's easier to just say no. I can't drive. I gotta think about. I think gotta think about the people I love. Obviously, Kobe Altman never got that message. Unfortunately. It's sad. Yeah. Very sad. It's a very unfortunate mistake um, for anyone, for that matter. And we hope that he gets the help that he needs. But the other NBA the other NBA headline that I want to touch on before we head to our Hot Mike segment, and this just came out at 11 a.m., the Portland Trailblazers and the Miami Heat have made progress in the last 48 hours on a <sighs> Damian Lillard trade. I knew we weren't going to go the full show without a heat culture Logan Congrove moment. I just oh, knew it's it. been a while, guys. Chill on me. I haven't said anything. Uh, you never know. You you like to you like to pull one out every once in a while. I, I know you for good reference. Um, I hope that this ends up happening. But as a Heat fan, I've always said don't give up too much, especially because it's way overdrawn out at this point too. Uh, it's Damian Lord. You gotta give no. away everything but the kitchen sink. To I disagree. Get him. I disagree strongly. Hmm. Although I don't want. I heard the holdup is Caleb Martin. If that's the that's holdup, hold that's <laughs> what it is. If, if that's the holdup, please, please take after the LA Lakers and don't pull a Taylor Horton Tucker and just give up Caleb Martin. That's the holdup. That's, That's the holdup. Caleb Martin's holding up a Damian Lillard trade? They're unwilling to give up Caleb Martin, is what, what I heard. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. You, right. got, you got other players on that roster that can totally hold it up. But Caleb Martin? A bench player? I mean, don't get, what? don't get me wrong. I am absolutely not for giving up your entire bench for one player ever. No. That just doesn't work. Never. But... It's Caleb Martin. Like, is it really that deep? I don't think so. No. But we'll see how it plays out. I hope that Damian Lillard ends up a member of my team because they will be the eventual 2022 NBA champion, Miami. He changed that to 23. 
after okay. after hearing you these last few months, I pray to God it does not happen. Culture yeah. will get us there. So okay. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who's on the you can play that soundboard all Jake you Jake put want. all these on here, and the now I get to use them for myself. The culture will get you there. <laughs> Jake, Jake Murray, if you're listening to this right now, you've turned this guy into a You know what's monster. funny is he is. That's how, that's why I keep playing him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jake Jake enabled you too much, and now yeah. that you actually have, like, the autonomy I behind honestly, the board to just play I honestly think if he, I honestly think if he left you alone, you wouldn't be this way. <laughs> I agree, 100%. So cheers, Jake. Shots fuck. But guys, we have about five minutes left in our third segment, so it's time for our Hot Mic segment. Yes. Again, for those of you who don't know what Hot Mic is, where you have your chance to get in on our show via our Twitter page at WCIP Sports or now via our text hotline, which is 330-972-8888. It is quite dead right now, so feel free anytime to text in to us as long as you are not driving your vehicle. But let's jump yes. right in with first question coming in from Mr. Pat Weber, and he says, in your opinion, who is the best movie villain of all time? I'm going to let you guys go first. Okay, I'm drawing a blank right now. Okay. Uh, ooh. Ooh. Because I already got mine. I just you, ha- you, you have think. something. Say it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Well, it's hard to think about a villain and not think about Darth Vader. Like, it's it's too obvious. It's, of course, the iconic sound. Like, how can you not forget that? Especially the backstory I've with... never seen Star Wars. So you've never seen Star any Wars. Any of them, never. Hey, you don't need to be a Star Wars fan to know what oh, Darth Vader is. Oh, no, Darth Vader, Vader is. is iconic. I understand that completely. But yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Matt? I'm still blanking. You know what? I will say Mr. Dennett from Talladega Nights. Not the the son. The one that, like, blackballed Ricky Bobby out of a job, even though he kept winning all the races. He he was a terrible... He was such a... He was was a villain in there. He brought in Jean Girard so Ricky wouldn't win. That's my answer. Mine? That's nice. Is Dennis from the SpongeBob movie. (laughs) Oh, wow. Really? Dennis... And yes. Plankton and King Neptune, all of them. Okay. And my dad just texted me. He he says Michael Myers from the Halloween movie. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, that one makes Shout sense. Shout out, Mr. Rush. Yeah. <laughs> and then our next question comes in from everybody's favorite, my former hater, now my fan, El Congreve Great, <laughs> formerly known as Jake Murnigo. And every time he asks questions, I have to play his voice because he does like Hot Mike. And do you like Hot Mike, El Congreve Great? Yeah. Yes, he does. And I love playing that sounder every single week, and I know he enjoys it too. His first question comes in from – it comes in and says, I don't have any good questions this week, so thoughts on the Ravens winning the Super Bowl? I'm going to answer this one for every single one of us right now. Okay, ready? <laughs> Wrong answer. That is not happening. Um, yeah. Although I do think Lamar Jackson wins MVP hot take. Yeah. I mean, but he'll need more than one touchdown to do that. Yeah. His second <laughs> yeah. question, and this <laughs> might this might be one of the funniest hot mic questions I've ever seen <laughs> I know since the one. existence of this segment. Um, it's a picture of Logan Buchanan, another analyst on this show. Uh, we were outside throwing the pigskin after class, and I, it was on the WZIP Instagram story. Make sure you follow us on socials at WZIPFM. Um, Logan Buchanan dropped that pass on video, and... Mr. El Congreve Great took the time to zoom in, screenshot it, and watch him drop the pass. I mean, dude, so the question is: like right thoughts the on the drop by Logan Buchanan that was posted on WZIB's Instagram page? Um, I'm going to blame it on the quarterback Alex Henry underthrown. <laughs> oh, here's the: I'm looking right at the photo right now. Logan's in a hat, like the brim of the hat. It's looking like straight up, like it's not down. He's not looking at the football. 
and it's just going right through his fingers. You can see it. Like, the laces in the photo are, like, it's, well, it's really blurry, but you can see it's, like, it's like ring fingers, like, catching the tip of the laces if he just watches it in. It should have been a completion. I mean, I can't say anything because I drop passes like that all the time, especially if it's a perfectly thrown spiral and it goes right through my arms because I got... I got little small arms, and I got smaller hands than Kenny Pickett, so that doesn't help. How will you respond, Logan Buchanan? Your legacy's on the line right now. How will you respond? All right. Next question comes in from Mitch Bates, and he says, If you have to describe Deshaun Watson using the title of a hip-hop or rap album, what album would you use? Mine would be Starboy, because he's the star quarterback, and I don't really want to answer that anymore. I thought of something terrible, and then I couldn't I can't say that answer out loud. Yeah, I can't say my answer on here. So let's, yeah. I'm going to go with Starboy, since he's the starting quarterback, but I'm going to deflect that question. <laughs> yes, for the rest of the show. You know what? Here, I'll, I'll say one. Uh, late registration because he's not, he's, he has not had a good game in a Cleveland Browns uniform yet. That, that'll be... Okay. Yeah, I'll tell you my actual answer during the break. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Next question comes in from Lana Sal. She says, happy birthday to Jose Ramirez. What is your favorite Jose moment? Knocking out Tim Anderson. Yep. Yep. I, I don't even think that's yep. like... All three of us can do yeah. All right. Down good, good goes job. Anderson! Down goes Anderson! What a call that was. That was beautiful. El Conger the Great with another question. Who would win in a 1v1 basketball, Airbud or LeBron James? Airbud. I'd take LeBron. I'd take the one that could dribble a basketball. Airbud. Yeah, give me LeBron, honestly. Uh, score predictions for today's Guardians game. Um, can I say I don't care? Is that an answer? Uh, three to two. That's his low number. Uh, for we the, do not care. Uh, the Rangers, LMAO, Guardians, O. That's what I have. And then last three questions come in from a new question asker, and that is Hell of 28. says, I'm going to ask three questions. One, who's going to win the NFL Tank Bowl this year, in your opinion? I thought it was going to be the Cardinals, but I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they look like they're not tanking. Yeah. Like, Do you, th- you think the Jets could, like, indirectly, like, end up with a top five pick and give Aaron Rodgers Marvin Harrison Jr.? <laughs> and get, ooh, that's a hot take. I can Whoa! see that. Yeah, but I can. Yeah, I still think the Cardinals are the favorites, but the Colts are definitely a dark horse. I think the Colts or Texans are going to be competing right along with the Cardinals, so that's yeah. my answer. I think we might have the earliest tank bowl in NFL history. I think like oh. week three. I think I'm not sure. Oh well, the Colts play the Texans today. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Week two. That's right. Yeah, that's today. Tank bowl. Yep. Tank bowl number one, baby. Tank bowl. Even though, even though it's way too early in the season. No such thing. No yeah, such thing, indeed. Uh, next question is, do you think that the Zips are going to be at least competent to get to a bowl game this year? I'm going to play this sounder once again for all of us. No. no. Not even close. Not even close. And then his last question says, Akron soccer going to the natty? Yes. 100%. Please. I want Those it to Zips. happen. I'm wearing my 2010 Those national Zips. championship goalie jersey today. Hill, my, bu- Hill. my buddy Hill from Hill. British Columbia coming in clutch with three questions and one tweet. It's awesome. Shout out. Nice. Shout out Hell of 28. That's going to do it for our third segment. We're going to head into our final segment of the show. It's time for NFL talk. Some recaps and some predictions as well as pickups. Not going to want to miss it. So stick with us right here on Z88. Welcome back to the last segment of today's show on Sports Power Talk. Once again, I am your host, Logan Conger. Joining me is Mr. Casey Rush. Uh, I'm in a two-on-one handicap match now for the next for the next half hour, so be my guest Indeed. and try to come save me. And on the other side of the desk, it is Mr. Matt Premuka. How are we doing, everybody? 
I'm doing great. Doing all right. Ready to talk about some football. Oh, of course. Some real yes. football. Please. Starting off with some Thursday night football recap before we jump into what's going on this week. And I want to be absolutely sure that we get to Casey Rush at some point. So oh, me too. I'm yeah, going to make sure there's time. Here. Casey, actually, give me a number. How adequately? How many minutes is your rant? Uh, that will that will plan. So I can I see a script. About, it's probably about three quarters of a page. I'd give him like a good two and a half, three minutes. About three or four. Okay, oh, all right, awesome. All right, then let's you, get through you, this Thursday you night can football. Join in if you want. I probably will. I'm excited. All right, then. Honestly, looking at the outline, let's just jump right into Thursday night football, and we'll keep yeah. going. Okay. Uh, Thursday night football. The Philadelphia Eagles faced off against the Minnesota Vikings. They won 34-28 to to move to 2-0, defeating the Vikings, who are now 0-2. And, Matt, as you mentioned to me on Thursday night, uh, Kirk Cousins is yet to win a Thursday night football game. Really? Any- In his career? That's what you said, wasn't it? No, no, no. It was the Vikings... Had or now 0 and 21 in their last road Thursday night football. Pretty games. embarrassing. Wow. Yeah, they are on a 21 game away Thursday night football losing streak. That is rough game nuts. for the Vikings. Uh, on the Eagles side of the ball, Jalen Hurts was excellent once again. 18 for 23 passing, 193 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Um, DeAndre Swift had the game of his life. 28 mm-hmm. carries, 175 yards, and one touchdown. Right. Uh, and then on receiving end, obviously, Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown are both successful, as always. Uh, for the Vikings on the other end of the football, Kirk Cousins was 31 for 44, 364 yards passing. Actually, he had a decent a game, game he, defeated, he, he defeated the, like, Kirk can't play on primetime allegations there. But like, I'll tell yeah. you who didn't have a game, or he... I, I, actually, that's, that's the question I want to ask. Justin huh. Jefferson... Justin oh. Jefferson's stats look great, but yeah. Justin Jefferson complained about not getting the ball at the end what? of the game. Dude, okay, that's what I want. Out. If a wide receiver ever says, give me the ball less, I will become concerned. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I don't read into that stuff, man. I, receivers are supposed to want the football. With all those stats and Justin Jefferson wants the ball more, yeah. I would allow it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Exactly. That just shows it's he almost wants like to he's play. Like the best wide receiver in the league. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see a problem and, with that. I know we mentioned Kirk Cousins not seeming to get the primetime monkey off his back. Sad part is he he had like the he had somewhat of a game of his life. He had four touchdowns, three hundred and sixty four yards, and he still can't get any help from the rest of the Vikings. Alexander Madison's a liability for that team. Yes. Right. It's insane. TJ Hawkinson looked not to men- not to mention four fumbles from this team, including one from Cousins himself. Yeah. But the thing is, of course, he had that fumbled punt return, so Kirk Cousins couldn't do anything about it. I don't know why Fox is laughing at Cousins for that. Like seriously, if you want to laugh at him, laugh at the guy that fumbled the ball. Yeah. Like seriously, stop blaming Kirk Cousins for this loss. He was the very least of their issues. I'm sorry, during that like, game. Yeah, I think Kirk Cousins, like people's opinion on him, is like. The the litmus test for like how how well they like know quarterback play because yeah. I think Kirk Kirk Cousins sorry at one point was looked at like the most average quarterback in the league I, I think he's cemented himself like top twelve I mean now is that much is that a marginal upgrade no but I mean like an average quarterback's not putting up three sixty five and four touchdowns on a no. short week no definitely and he not. was getting like, he was getting Decked too. He, he was, was getting, getting ridiculed left and right. You see, but no, I'm talking like from like the Eagles' defensive line. Like his flat jacket is like the size mm-hmm. of like it's like knights armor. Exactly. He was just getting it's, pelted. I felt bad for the man. Kirk Cousins versus eleven guys on the other side, and he's That's not doing bad. He's not bad. He's down. not. It's crazy, man. 
Well, yeah, Kirk Cousins. Uh, I'm a sympathizer of him. Yeah, I agree. Essence. Yeah, you got to feel bad for the guy. I know I do. But Madison is a huge, huge liability. That's, he is. There's got to be something done about that. However, I absolutely disagree with the comments that he was getting via social media. Absolutely. That's unacceptable by any fan. Just watch the game, man. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that, yes. Yeah, that's that like, they, I'm not going to repeat any comments even, on air. Exactly. But, they don't even pay attention to the whole game. They just look at the final score, post whatever, I mean, they, post a comment or two and call it hey, a look, day. If your fantasy team means that much to you that you say just those vulgarities, you really need to rethink a lot of things about yourself. That's, right. That is terrible. It's sick. It's extremely sick. It's disgusting. These are people, too. I don't care if they have the worst football game of their life. Keyword, keyword, game. It's a yes. game. Relax. It's a game. It is literally no more than a game. I don't understand these fans that think that we're so above them. Uh, the, here's the Minnesota. I won't read the comments, but I'll read the Vikings statement. Uh, statement from the Minnesota Vikings. We are sickened by the hatred and racial slurs directed towards... Alexander Madison following last night's game. There's simply no room for racist words or actions in sports or society. The Vikings will continue to fight and to eliminate hate, to educate, and to foster a diverse, equitable, and inclusive community that respects and values our unique backgrounds. We stand with Alexander and all players who unfortunately experience this type of ignorant and prejudicial behavior. And we ask our fans to continue the fight to eliminate racism. That was from the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I absolutely agree at a hundred percent. Absolutely, and yes. like there's just no, there's no. We room can for call, that. we we can call Madison a liability all we want. It'll be fine. But if you're gonna escalate it that far, you might might you need to take a look at yourself in the mirror because what kind of person are you trying to be right now? Like, are you trying to just make this situation worse, or are you are you just trying to are you just trying to give are you just trying to give feedback to the guy? Just. There's a difference between giving feedback and just straight up being domineering against him. Yeah, like, seriously. Yeah. 100%. But, yeah, that's that's the sentiment I have for the Madison situation. We all echo that um, for the continued fight against racism in sports and everywhere. Uh, it's unacceptable and not there's no place for it in this world. No. But let's move away from Thursday Night Football, get into what's going on this week, as I know i got to give Casey some time. Um, yep. I'm. Let's talk a little bit about... AJ Green, AJ Green retires a Cincinnati Bengal, uh, terrorized my Cleveland Browns and Casey's Steelers for quite some time. Hats off to AJ Green as much as it's disgusting. To say. Remember his hail mary against the Ravens in like 2015, yes. where it was just like it was like tipped up and he was just by himself yeah, in the back nice. of the ends. For some reason, that's what came to my mind as soon as you said AJ Green. It's just it's ridiculous, just coming down with the most absurd passes mm-hmm. by Andy Dalton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can. I think I can speak for all three of us. As a fan of a rival, we hate seeing this guy play against our teams <laughs> yes. because he was just too good. He spent ten seasons in Cincinnati before going to Arizona for a couple years. Arizona his, is a killer of careers. Yes, but his it's literally yeah. the it's literally the NFL's retirement home. But his career was something to admire. His rookie year, he eclipsed a thousand yard mark, and he has improved his craft ever since. He announced he was going to retire back in February, but it made more sense to sign a deal now so that he could do it on a team where he infuriated all three of us with how good he was and that he can go back to the team that drafted him and AJ Green, nothing but respect for you, hope you do well in retirement but still, 
why did you have to do that against yeah. our teams? Yeah. Absolutely. Sentiment agreed, Casey. Um, let's move on to the Chicago Bears, who had a very troubling week last week. And the reason that I want to talk about the Chicago Bears is more so on the coaching side of the ball. Yeah. Because when, oh. when I heard this comment, I could not believe that this is a real thing. I've never heard of an offensive coordinator that doesn't have control of his offense. It's what? Bears offensive coordinator oh, Luke Getzey saying says in an interview that he has no say over who is active on game day. Uh, that is quite literally. Uh, so if you want like a really good just a, like a complete like tear into like the Chicago Bears and Luke Getzey, uh, the QB school. It's a YouTube channel, former NFL quarterback JT O'Sullivan. He's played in pretty much any offense you can think of. He was on like 12 different teams. Okay. Usually his videos are about 30 minutes, and it's like this player's weekend review as a quarterback, and he breaks it down from an NFL QB's perspective. Of uh, the Chicago Bears one, it is over two hours long. He has that. He has every, pretty much every single play design inside the red zone for the Bears. It's about eight minutes of him just going what is this because he's just like it's malpractice what they're doing to justin fields and justin fields isn't helping himself too i mean like both no. things are true in that situation uh but yeah if you want to kill like two hours today uh jt o'sullivan great video on that but dude there it chicago man they were their fans were talking so much this offseason that they were yeah, going to contend for the division justin fields mvp candidate and they're just surrounded by an aptitude right now. The more things change, the more yeah. they stay the same. Yeah, they yeah they thought just because Aaron Rodgers was out of Green Bay that all of their problems would instantly go away. I hate to break it to you, Chicago. It doesn't work like that. No. Stats-wise, you did better in some sections of that game against Green Bay, but you couldn't find the end zone when it mattered the most. Of course, we said Justin Fields is still unproven, and the defense gets torched nearly every play. At least Fields took some responsibility for that failure, and it's time for the rest of the team and the fan base to do the same. And when I, and when Logan Congrove entered the studio, I'm like, I act, first thing I asked him was, "What's with the Bears drama? I haven't heard of this." And when he told me what was when told me what was happening, I was like, "Why?" Did that seriously just come out of your mouth? That you don't have any control over your offense? Your te- your title is literally offensive coordinator. What do you even do? Are you just a puppet for the McCaskies or what are you? Like seriously, how does this even happen? Like I get on Matt Canna a lot, but at least he takes responsibility for his role as offensive coordinator. He knows he has complete con- – at least he takes control. It's not good control, but he still takes control. You say you have no control? Like, what are you doing? You're the offensive coordinator. It's literally your job. It's not rocket science. It's You have 11 guys on the field to control, and you say you have no control over them. It doesn't make sense. Not at all. Casey, you said you needed three to four minutes, so I think it's time. For those of you who don't know oh what is about to occur, probably close to a year ago, maybe a little under a year, Casey Rush had probably the most popped-off Casey Rush segment I've ever heard yes. in all of his appearances, and it's time to bring it back. Casey, who are we rushing this week? The well, floor is yours. We are rushing primarily Matt Canada. The real leader of men on the Steelers. If you couldn't tell at this point, I despise this man. 
I mentioned before, in any team sport, you're only as good as your weakest link. And for the last few years, the Steelers have shown that the defense has been their strong suit, while the offense couldn't figure out a defense, even if they had the answer key. Matt Canada took over for Randy Fickner two years ago, and our offense has progressively gotten worse. It didn't matter who was that quarterback. You would have Ben Roethlisberger, Kenny Pickett. You could have had Prime Terry Bradshaw, Tom Brady. It doesn't matter who was the field general. He sucked automatically. And week one against San Fran was a prime example. Going into their final drive in the first half, they had one yard of total offense. One! (laughs) He had his foot off, he took his foot off the gas pedal and then gave control to Kenny Pickett and Kenny Pickett would end up going down the length of the field for a touchdown for Pat Fryermuth. It's clear who's been backing this team up. You have so much talent on that offense, and right now, you you only have seven (laughs) points to show for it. Nearly every team actually did something to improve their weak link this offseason. You only got saved during the offseason because firing coaches isn't the Steeler way. The Steelers let their coaches retire, or they let their contracts conveniently expire. Now you're playing the Browns, who came off of a major upset that saw the new highest-paid player in NFL history get Benched. You better hope your offense wakes up or else everyone around the Three Rivers will be sending in pink slips like the invitations to Hogwarts and Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> I have heard, heck, I even heard some Browns fans are going to be joining in. When Cleveland fans are asking for your office to be cleaned out despite being a division rival, that's a problem. I expect the Steelers to do nothing, lose to the Browns, blame someone else for their mistakes, and Tom was saying, the standard is the standard. I hate this team. Matt Canada, you needed to be fired long before you were hired. Matt Canada, get out of my sight. That's incredible. This is such a good segment. Thank you so much for for that, Casey. Matt, your rebuttal as a Cleveland Browns fan. I don't know. Not even a rebuttal. Your thoughts. I... I, I, everything that we felt about Joe Woods the past two years, it's been, ex, it's been uh, exponentially worse with the Steelers and Matt Canada. Uh, there was one point uh, I tried to, you know, watch their All Twenty Two film earlier in the week. There was one play. It was third and goal from the eight yard line, and Matt Canada calls four verticals. Now, I don't know if you've ever played Madden and you're like, that doesn't make sense. You're right, because the whole point of four verticals is to get a one-on-one matchup downfield and, you know, stretch the field vertically. You can't really run that from the eight-yard line when everyone can stay over top of the receivers. Right. Uh, his offense, it's incredibly predictable because he's in the shotgun a lot. And every, every time he goes under center, he's going to bring the tight end across the field in motion, and he's going to run Najee Harris away from the motion. That's how it goes every single time. He is the most predictable play caller in the NFL. Uh, I I take kind of joy in watching it when they play the Browns. Of but course. afterwards, I'm like, man, that is like malpractice of what he's doing with an NFL franchise, man. Uh, just, just goes to show, never give up on your dreams because there's someone much more incompetent than you doing your dream job right now. Yeah. And I just got a text from my mom saying, I'm going to have to get you some blood pressure medications. I need more than that, Mom. Oh, boy. I'm going to be brutally honest. <laughs> oh. um, big game Monday night. It is obviously in Pittsburgh. Um, lots to look forward to. Matt, I'm going to kick it to you on the Browns side of the ball. What do the Browns need to do to win this game over so, Pittsburgh? 
Yeah, so with that, uh, Amari Cooper, uh, unlikely to play as of like 11.30 today, according to Mary Kay Cabot. So that's going to throw a wrench into what I had prepared. Uh, offensively, though, Elijah Moore is going to have to step up. He's going to have to move outside. He'll have to play X instead of slot. So David Bell and Cedric Tillman are going to get a lot more runs than last week. Marquise Goodwin expect a bigger role from him. Uh Offensive-wise, though, I think this is going to be like a return to Kevin Stefanski's roots in a way. I think this game is going to be a lot of I, I, what I would do if I were him. I don't know. If this, is not, this isn't necessarily a prediction. I would go 12 personnel heavy the entire game. Two tight end sets, and I'm helping Dewan Jones on TJ Watt as much as I can. And I'm throwing quick play action game with Deshaun Watson. Maybe, maybe like a couple shot plays each quarter. But, like, okay, you have Nick Chubb, Cam Hayward for the Steelers is on IR, and you have a, you know, a monster of a man playing right tackle for the first time. Let him let him adjust and just start running the rock behind him because he's a better run blocker than he is pass blocker. Uh, and just let Nick Chubb have a game. I know we're all waiting for, like, that signature moment from Deshaun Watson, whatever that means, but I, I'd much rather start 0-2 then not have a really cool highlight for my quarterback and start one and one for sure. Yeah, Casey. Quickly before we head into our pickums, as we only have about six minutes left in our show on the Steelers side of the ball, what does Pittsburgh need to do to win? Although they're not going to win, but we'll let you talk. <laughs> well, Mike Tomlin already took the first step and basically took away their social media privileges this week. He said, "If I hear one mention about elves." The co- the browns Smart. or the colors of orange and brown. I'm gonna break off my foot and put it up where the sun don't shine. That is basically what he Red said. Red Foreman type of statement there. Yep. And because you don't want to add fuel to a fire that has been burning since last week. And Cameron Hayward is going to be out for eight weeks, so I expect Armin Watts to step up, especially since you got Nick Chubb on the other side of the ball. And Broderick Jones said he wants a shot at Miles Garrett. No, so he doesn't. Don't look forward. So <laughs> I look forward to him stepping up his game. Oh, wait, wait, isn't he playing right tackle, though? Yeah. He He's never played right tackle in his life. Not even in right. high school. And he, his first NFL start, he's switching positions entirely new. Okay, yeah, yeah. It just shows It just shows. Brown's money the, line, free money, folks. It shows that the rookie wants to do his part to try to to try to try save his team from going 0-2. Let's give him a cookie. And I expect Kenny. And it's I ex- all good. And I want Kenny Pickett to be more calm in the pocket and actually look around for open targets. And I also want to see Patrick Peterson walk the walk instead of talk the talk. He's 33. He's now, no. Yeah, wake up and actually You got, like, the oldest version of Patrick Peterson you could have possibly gotten. Yeah, Yeah, I know. And no Cooper. They they don't have Amari Cooper, but George Pickens is not at 100%, especially with that hamstring injury. But he is expected to suit up on Monday night. But that doesn't mean... That doesn't mean... No Cooper doesn't mean all the weapons on the Browns' offense are gone. You got Donovan Peoples-Jones, you just to name one, and you got to take care of the ball. That's the thing. This Browns' defense is going to smother you, and you got to force turnovers like like you forced one against San Francisco. You got to force more than that if you want to beat the Browns. And if they do that, it, it's not going to be exactly smooth sailing. But we would have a clear path to victory. I just don't see it happening. Absolutely. All right, guys, we got about five minutes left in the show. It's time to jump into our pickums. Starting off with the one and zero Las Vegas Raiders. I almost called them Oakland. Las <laughs> Vegas Raiders against hey, you're the zero and one Buffalo Bills. Matt, 
We'll go Matt, Casey, myself for this. Give me the Bills, please. Yeah, I think this is where the Bills wake up. Give me the give me Buffalo. I'm going to take Buffalo as well. I think that Josh Allen doesn't have a game like that again. Stephon Diggs will be on his game as well. Uh, next up, the 1-0 Baltimore Ravens taking on the Cincinnati Bengals, who are 0-1. This is in Cincinnati today at 1 o'clock. I think Joe Burrow gets his head out of his, you know what, and has a bounce-back performance. Yeah, I think this is where the Bengals bounce back to. Give me Bengals, yeah. For my own monetary sake, I would like to pick the Baltimore Ravens. You know know why you're doing that, right? But I'm also, I actually, you know what? The result of the game does not matter, so I'm going to pick the Cincinnati Bengals to win. (laughs) I don't like either of these two teams. I don't want to see either of them be successful, but I'm going to go Bengals for the same reason that Matt said. Um, next up, we have the Kansas City Chiefs and the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville at 1 o'clock. The Chiefs are 0-1. The Jaguars are 1-0. and I'll take the Chiefs. Yeah, I expect Chiefs to bounce back. Chiefs as well. Um, I don't want to see Kadarius Tony one time in this game. <laughs> no, no, neither does Patrick Mahomes. Good. He should yeah. not play. Neither does I want to see a lot from Isaac country. Pacheco. But I also think that this is closer than people think as the Jaguars are also still looked at as they're some trash mm-hmm. team and they're not. Oh, no, they're, no, they're, they're contenders. They are, they are contenders. They're contenders now. Uh, next up, we got the Chargers and the Titans. Chargers are 0-1. So are the Titans. Justin Herbert legacy game, baby. Give me the, give me the Chargers. Yep. Chargers as well for me. Yep, give me the Chargers. Next up, we got Packers, Falcons. Packers, please. Yeah, I could see the Packers winning that one. I think Jordan Love's legit. Oh, he is. Without so, a oh, he is. The yeah. Packers are going to get that for me as with well. With how well he torched the Bears' D. Yeah, absolutely. Seahawks, Lions. The Seahawks coming in at 0-1. The Lions coming in 1-0 off that win over the Chiefs. Saw this morning Detroit sold it out. They only have standing room only left for today's game. It's going to be crazy uh, right off Lake Erie. So give me Detroit. Yep, give me the Lions. I'm going to take the Lions as well. Give me Two that, 0-1 teams between the Colts and the Texans. What do we got? Are we finally going to disagree on this one? I'm going to take the Colts. Uh, we actually do have a disagreement. Finally! I say, I'd say the Texans. I had the Colts. I think it's going to be a close tank bowl, an early tank bowl. It'll be a bad game. I feel bad for those that have to watch it, but someone has to win. (laughs) (laughs) All right, quickly speed through the rest. We got Bears and Buccaneers. 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 Yeah, give me Bucks. Next up, we got Giants and Cardinals. Giants, please. Give me the Giants. I'm going Giants as well. Bounce back game for them. 49ers, Rams. Uh, give me 49ers, please. Yeah, give me the Niners. Niners as well. Next up, we got the Jets and the Cowboys. Ooh, yeah, I'll take the Cowboys. That's Yeah, yeah I hate this. I want to pick the Jets so bad, but give me the Cowboys. Give me the Jets. Oh Zach Wilson shows out. Ooh. Ooh, okay. I would love for that to happen. Right, I want right. that to happen. Commanders and Broncos? Uh, Broncos country. Let's ride. Uh, Broncos country. Let's ride. I'm going to go Broncos as well. Dolphins, Patriots? I'll take the Patriots at home, actually. Mm, actually, Give me the Dolphins and the Shocker in the road. I think the Patriots win at home. All right. All right. And then we actually have two Monday night games. Before we make our Browns picks, although I think you could probably pretty clearly decide who all these picks are going to be. Quickly, Saints-Panthers on Monday night. Saints. Uh, Yeah, give me the Panthers, actually. Ooh, okay. I'm going to go with the Saints and then Browns-Steelers. Let's hear it. Browns 27, Steelers 16. I hate to say it. Give me the Browns. I don't believe in this team enough that Music. My ears. I'm going to go with the Browns as well. Uh, should be a great slate of games as they're about to kick off here shortly. Guys, any final thoughts before we get off the air? Go Browns, baby. Uh, I first want to send my thoughts to Jim Donovan. Yes. The voice of the Browns. Yes. Going after going after uh, leukemia. Yeah, leukemia Kim- treatment, yes. Chris Rose is going to step in and do play-by-play. So. Yeah, definitely. But from, from a standpoint.